The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. Today, the instant reaction to round three at the Travelers Championship. And joining me for that, it's Kyle Porter. What up, man? Nobody transitioned to, to, uh, from changing diapers to talking about DJ rounds like I do. So I'm, I'm ready to roll. Let's you do are this. Best in the world at uh, <laughs> diapers, diapers to DJ. Uh, before we get in to Dustin Johnson. <clears throat> We have to talk about the leader of the golf tournament, the Todd father, Brendan Todd, 18 under par, two shots clear of DJ and the rest of the field. This was the first of our nine under bogey free 61s of the day. Just like we all expected, Brendan Todd is at the top of the leaderboard. That's uh, that's 2020 PGA Tour Player of the Year award winner, Brendan Todd. I mean, he's really going to be like, if he, like if he wins this, if he wins this and, and Justin Thomas doesn't win another and Webb Simpson doesn't win another. And a guy wins the PGA championship and doesn't have another win. Brandon Todd's going to be your player of the year. I know it's crazy. Uh, he, you know, obviously the stat that sticks out is hitting 41 or 42 fairways. And I think what's crazy about that, I didn't see his final strokes gained off the T number, but he was like 50th in driving distance and third and strokes gained off the tee last time I looked, which is those you, you don't, you never see those numbers in 2020. That's just not how the PGA tour game is played. And yet he's playing it that way. And, you know, I, I think that speaks to, I talked about this last week at Harbortown. It speaks to a, a course bringing so many different types of players in, right? Like, yeah. The fact that Zach Johnson and Victor Hovland have been tied after the second round and the third round, you're like, well, that's that should never happen, but it does because it's a short, interesting course, and it's it's it again, it's produced a stylistically diverse leaderboard, which I think is one of my bigger takeaways from the first the first three uh, <clears throat> excuse me the first three weeks we've had back on the PGA Tour. Brennan Todd is third in the field for the week in strokes gained off the tee. He was fifth on Saturday. We need more courses that don't just reward distance, right? Like what we've seen the first three weeks, I think especially for the uninitiated, for those who might be tuning in for the first time, I feel like we got, and and I don't want to say we got like it's over, a really good stretch of three events. For sure. And not necessarily that don't reward distance, but that, that don't that, that allow the Abraham answers of the world to to be in it, right? Like because it's still I mean, look, Bryson's hitting four iron into fifteen and driving the green on a on a on a par four. So it it does still reward distance, but I think it's more of a it seems like more of a risk reward relationship with distance than 
when you go to Aaron Hills where it's just like, there's not like, you just want to be as long as possible. Like that's the entire name of the game. Whereas, you know, at, at different times over these three courses, you see guys that are long have to take on a bunker or take on some water and use their distance. And if they do it, they're rewarded by having Eagle putts and easy birdie putts. Uh, but if they're unable to, uh, to navigate that, they, they, you know, there's risk involved there. So I, that, Again, the fact that DJ and Brendan Todd are in the final pairing is that's awesome, and I think it makes for a really good event. It's it's I love this. Uh, so so Todd obviously won. He won Bermuda Championship. He won Mayakoba. Then he almost won the RSM in his next start. He finished fourth there. I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's just golf or this guy in general where. Like he just might run away with this tomorrow. He might run and way a run away and hide. I think he's got three three sub 62 rounds or something like that which i don't think there's other guys on the pga tour have. like his ability to go low is unbelievable yeah it's sick and it almost looked I, the thing that i noticed on saturday it just looked easy which is a weird thing to say about brendan todd you've got <laughs> phil making it look basically as hard as possible bryson is like you know sweating through all of his clothes making it look difficult and brendan brendan todd of all people is like just cruising around tpc river highlands and you know we apply that phrase to like dj or rory or whoever and and it, it's certainly true about them but it's kind of it kind of catches you off guard when like brendan todd is just you know rolling around making 12 threes on on his card yeah so we'll i'll put a bow on on brendan todd with a couple stats here uh i think we mentioned the 41 out of 42 fairways he has hit he has hit uh, 28 in a row so that's dating back to he hasn't missed a fairway since Thursday. A hundred and fourteen feet of putts in his first two rounds combined, then one hundred and twenty three on Saturday. Uh, it, it's nuts. And I want to read you. I want to read you the list of what could be the PGA Tour Player of the Year for the last like eight years. So uh, Rory in twenty twelve, Tiger, Rory. Wait, let me. Can I guess okay. these? Yeah, please go ahead. Uh, 14 was, uh, I'm already, I already <laughs> great, no great job. <laughs> you wanted, you volunteered, you volunteered to do this. <laughs> well, 15, 15, 14 had to be, was it Bubba? No, it was Rory. Okay. So 15 oh, yeah. will get you back. 15 yeah, will get yeah. you back on track. 15 was speed. Yeah. 16 was DJ. 17 was JT. Yes. yes. Uh, 18 was Brooks. 19 was Rory. Correct. And 19 was the only year that the PGA player of the year was different from the PGA tour player of the year, of course. So that list of names could be headlines in 2020 by Brendan Todd. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. That's, it would be bonkers. It'd be absolutely bonkers. That sums up the, the pandemic era in golf yeah. right there. That's, yeah. that's like when, when aliens come down in like a hundred years and try to figure out what happened in golf in 2020, just be like, Brandon Todd was your player of the year. Like they'll be like, Oh, that makes sense. Has there ever been, I'm, and I'm, I, I like, I'm trying to think of other sports where like the MVP could have been so crazy, right? I feel like you always get the best quarterback as the NFL MVP. Like th this is, I, I don't know of another comparison outside of golf that this would even match well even even when you have like a and part of the reason we're getting this is because it's been like a shortened season right so even in the nba when you have a shortened season i'm trying to think of was it 12 when they had the lockout or 11 and i'm sure it was lebron or wade was the mvp 
Right. And the Spurs won it, which they were like one of the best teams anyway, right? Like, it, yeah. it, it was probably what people expected. 99 MVP was probably Tim Duncan. Um, so it, it is odd that, and it, you know, part of that is just the unique nature of golf, but yeah, that you could have somebody who is, well, I mean, Brendan Todd's what, like the 88th best player in the world, the 107th. I, I don't know. I don't know what he is, but I mean, he's ranked, I think 57th, but that's yeah. not, if, if you played it all out, that's not what he would probably actually be. So it, it is crazy, but it, it's cool too. It's exciting for him. It's an opportunity for him. And, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's gonna like melt on Sunday. I think he's gonna play well. Okay, so let's we'll we'll bring Dustin Johnson into this mix and let's talk about it because Dustin Johnson is leading the chase pack. Two two shots back of Brendan Todd. He's sixteen under. Another sixty one. The best round Dustin Johnson has ever fired on tour. And when you're a twenty time winner, Kyle, and you do something that uh, you've never done on tour before, it's pretty special. Well, and he hadn't. He hasn't done it. I mean, he hasn't played this well in a long time. I mean, he's been low-key kind of not great over the last 15 months. And, you know, some of his finishes have been okay. I think he finished second at that Saudi tournament earlier this year. He had a, he had a top 10 somewhere uh, early in the, in the, uh, to start 2020 on the PGA Tour. But overall, he just he hasn't hit it like this. And this is, this is the DJ that we saw for that, what was it like a two and a half year run from like 16 or I don't know, end of 15 into like 2018 where he, I mean, he was just, he was winning. It was just an auto, like four wins a year, four wins a year, four wins a year. And he's just sick. I mean, he's just unbelievable from T to green. And, you know, I think, I think the thing that people didn't realize in that stretch, we got the track man, the wedge game, just ad nauseum, like every, every single, um, event that he played in, he became a really good putter. And that was the part that got lost is he was like a top 30, 40, 50 putter on the PGA Tour. And when that happens with somebody like DJ, I mean, you see the results. You're going to win a ton. Like you're just going to rack up wins, which is what he did. And it's interesting that the part that I feel like has gone away over the last 15 years has been more the tee to green game than the short, the short game. And I, I never would have – I mean, his tee to green stuff always seems so automatic, and today is a reason why it seems automatic. But it just – it's been so inconsistent over the last 15 months. Well, it's funny you bring up the putting because this is the third different putter he has used <laughs> in three weeks, which I've never heard of anything more on brand than DJ going through three different putters in three weeks. Now, statistically, it's working. You know, he's almost at, he's almost gained – four strokes putting in in three rounds he's like 15th in the field but like he must not feel comfortable with the flat stick if you're changing it every single week yeah that's interesting what what's your um what's your take on you know kind of the way he plays this course because it it, I think some people would look at Harbortown would look at this course and say well that's you know, DJ is not able to kind of like let loose and and really like let his game show and yet it almost seems like he's got all these different options into holes like 15s, playing 277 yards. And it's so easy for him to hit the ball that far that it, it almost seems to play more into his hands. What, what's been your take on that this week? I think he's been playing it the way Bryson should be playing it. 
quite frankly, which is like not like a ma- psycho. <laughs> okay, Bryson has, has been awesome. He's probably gonna like notch another top five here, but like he's playing it like a lunatic. Yes, it's like been absolutely insane. Uh, DJ, I think, is much more. Yes, the ease of it and aware of like, okay, I can use my superhuman powers here. Uh, but actually on this whole, I'm just going to kind of hang back when Bryson's just like, oh, by the way, have you guys heard? I put on 35 pounds. I'm going to rip driver every possible chance I, I get. Like the guy's nuts. So I, I, I think DJ is playing it very well into what he does best. And I think the results are showing it. Did you see what, did you hear what, uh, I can't remember if it was Frank Nablo or Ian Baker Finch talking about Bryson trying to drive 17. Uh, I, I heard them talking about it, but I don't know. I, I know they were trying to figure out the wind to see if he was going to take it on. Apparently he, he did it or tried to do it in a practice round. Yeah. And like, I couldn't tell if they were joking about whether or not he was going to try it. It's playing like 410 or 420 or something. And it, it, I mean, I, I just don't know at what point this becomes like a, like a parody. It, it, we're almost there. And I don't know. I mean, he's, it's working kind of, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't really like led led on a Sunday and we're to the point where you're like, oh, Bryson's going to win this tournament, but yeah. he's probably going to top 10 for the third week in a row. Uh, it would actually be a sixth top 10 in a row dating back to kind of the end there with the, I think you played uh, Arnold Palmer, Mexico, and maybe Riviera as well uh, bef- before the, the pandemic hit. So Whatever it is, it's it's clearly working, and him just trying to maul these courses into submission is uh, it's been entertaining and and helpful for him. I'm pretty sure the quote from the practice rounds was like, "Yeah, I could do it, but it's too risky in tournament play or something yeah. like that." Like, here's yeah. of course you could. Uh, okay, so let's talk. So those two. So Todd, two shots up. You, you don't think he's gonna melt? I don't necessarily have a reason to think he's gonna melt either. He's won two events this year. It's not like he's new to this if he shoots if he shoots a 67 on sunday which is three under he's gonna put a lot of pressure on guys to come get him like like i don't even think he has to do that much yeah i agree and that's the benefit of a of a course like this that's playing what what's it playing to on average like 68 and a half yeah i think is the field average 68.7 something like that so you kind of had to go out and shoot like field par, maybe a little better, which, you know, it, it's, it's not as easy as I'm saying it, but that's your advantage when you're two up on DJ and what, four or five up on, every, I think four up on everybody else. And, you know, I thought it was crazy that he missed that putt on 18. Because I, I was positive it was going in. I was too. I, I had already written it as if it went in. And <laughs> that would have put him three up. And then it's like, oh, well, you, you just have to not, like, screw this up, basically, on Sunday. But, yeah, I think well, he's at 18. I think 66 for him wins it, probably. Um, DJ would have to shoot 64 to tie him if he shoots 66. And then anybody else would have to shoot 62 to tie yeah. him. So there, there just becomes, and sometimes this can work against you, but I, I just think there becomes less pressure on you because you don't have to, you don't go out there. I mean, Phil and Bryson are going out there thinking like 60, which is the perfect scenario for both of them, yep. <laughs> for us, for our entertainment. But yeah, I think with, I think with, uh, with the Todd father, he's just thinking 67 and, and maybe win the golf tournament. The path to victory for everyone else essentially requires Todd to shoot like one under or something like that and just open, leave the door open. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, real quick, before we hop over to some other topics, last two times Dustin Johnson was in the final group, uh, Valspar. So 2019 Valspar, he shot a 74 on Sunday, finished sixth. That was and what, Paul Casey? Paul Casey Open, yep. And then uh, <laughs> Heritage, obviously, the one that we all remember, goes out and shoots a 77, finishes T28. Obviously, a guy who's won 20 times on tour, this probably doesn't matter, and it's more of just variance than anything. But noteworthy that he's not been good the last two times he's been in the final group. Yeah, I think if that does happen, like let's say he shoots 75 on Sunday, I think people who follow this would be like, yeah, I mean, I, it's certain it's there. Like it's certainly in play, you know, but, the, but the weird part about DJ is he shoots 63 to win by four. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's also right. in there. Same, same, same reaction to both scenarios. <laughs> well, whatever happens, we're going to watch it on CBS and that's where you can catch all the tournament action this weekend. We've got options for you to watch the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands on your computer. Yes, sir. Just go to cbssports.com. That's what I did today. On your phone, totally free. Download the CBS Sports app and you're off and running. Watching the 2020 Player of the Year, Brendan Todd at TPC River Highlands. I like that Jacob changes that every time. You can also watch on Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV with the CBS Sports app on those devices. Kyle, I want to talk a little bit about the new COVID rules that we got uh, on Saturday. And I also want to do our props and picks to win. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. COVID-19. It has, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, Kyle. It's been kind of a pretty big deal this year. <laughs> we've, I'm so sick of it. Just we've, we've talked about it Professionally, everything. It sucks. I hate it. Well, it is uh, in the outline again because the tour is trying to be a, a bit more proactive. So, uh, you know, we, we knew about, uh, this week, we got a couple more WWDs. Denny McCarthy test positive, and then Bud Cauley, who played with him, withdrew on, I don't know, Friday, I guess it would have been, Friday morning. And uh, on Saturday, Jason Day asks for another test, 
and then goes out in a by himself, right? Was this because he misses original tea time waiting for it, or they just wanted to keep him separated from everybody else? I think it was the latter, but okay. also he he might have missed his tea time. Okay. But I, I think the original explanation was the, was the 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 second one. So he was being proactive. Maybe I don't know if he had felt symptoms, but just as an opportunity to say, let me get tested, and I'll, oh by the way, I still want to play, but if we can do it in a more safe scenario i'll just go out by myself right yeah which is (laughs) i don't know this raises so many questions i i did i did uh the show the i can't remember the name of it which is embarrassing but with michael breed and and greg ducharme who's on course record course record there we go and all we talked about for the monday show which it'll air on on monday morning was covid and I think the the fascinating part about all of this is what happens if like Jason Day does this, but he's leading the PGA Championship on a Saturday night, or if if Brooks Kepka has to withdraw from the U.S. Open on Saturday morning and he's up six on the field. I mean, what the hell? Like, what is that going to look like? That's that's going to be chaotic. So it's it's interesting because you're right. Like for the most part, this has not impacted a golf tournament. You know, Brooks Kepka, Webb Simpson, two of the top five players in the world withdrawing before an event. Like, okay, whatever. We still have seven of the other nine or ten here. But you're right. And and I, I have a feeling it's going to be ugly if it does happen because there are a lot of golf purists who probably don't even like that Jason Day was allowed to go out by himself today and thinks that either you get you play your tea time or that's it. Like, I'm fully in the, in the world of things are going to be weird. Let's embrace it. Let's do whatever we can, make the best decision at the time possible. But it, it is going to be – it's going to be crazy if something like that happens. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think embracing just the weirdness of it is, <clears throat> is the right move. I, I do think it's difficult to know – I mean, even, and I think we talked about this, but even personally, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the target parking lot with my kids and they want to go buy a Lego set. I'm like, should, should we go in? Should we not go in? Like, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is on a personal level, much less on a PGA tour level or an organizational level. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I think, and, and I think because of that, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct that you almost have to just embrace the fact that it's going to be wonky. It's going to be crazy. And if everybody knows that going in and, and is okay with it and you're doing it as safely as possible, then that's just the reality for the next year, 18 months, two years, whatever. Right. So the tour announces a couple of new protocols. Essentially, those that are flying on the charter are now going to be tested pre and post flight. I think previously they were only maybe tested on one side of that. Pre, yeah. Pre. I was going to say it couldn't be post. That would make no sense. It has to be (laughs) pre. (laughs) Well, everybody had it. (laughs) Uh, Player instructors are now inside the quote unquote bubble, which is more of a dome of Swiss cheese. It, It has barriers, but there are holes in it. Um, they're now part of the testing protocol. No player, caddy, coach, trainer allowed on property. This is the cam champ rule until they test negative locally. You're not allowed to go practice or walk around the clubhouse or whatever. And then, uh, they're bringing in fitness trailers so that I guess apparently there were guys who were trying to find gyms other places. Yeah. So the big one that got released on Saturday was that third one there where got, so previously, uh, 
players, caddies, coaches were allowed on property, but not, excuse me, in the clubhouse with a, uh, without a, a negative COVID test. Now you're not even allowed on property, which I think is the right, I mean, you're, you're basically just bumping it up a step. And, you know, I think it's interesting because the tour gave itself a little wiggle room here with where it started. Like its baseline was, okay, we can ratchet this up. We can take it down instead of starting at like the strictest and then like, well, I don't <laughs> know where, where to go. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have anywhere to move around. So I think there was wisdom in doing that. And so now not only is, you know, that's more of probably a PR thing, but also like you're, you're like scientifically trying to prevent the spread of this virus, you know? And so I don't know. I'm fascinated to see what the results are next week uh, of, you know, and, and there's no way to tell like, oh, well, this, let, you know, cause and effect. But, you know, does it start going down? Does it start? I mean, is it exponential where you've got like 10 positive tests next week? I hope not, because then you have to start talking about shutting the whole thing down. Our Wednesdays have become much more interesting when they release <laughs> the testing results. <laughs> this used to be calm days. Um, Kyle, would you like $1,000? Yes, right now. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't do it right now, but I do have a way <laughs> for you to do that. And the best part is you don't even have to put up any of your own money. CBS Sports has you covered with our very own golf prop game. You can find it at cbssports.com slash golf props. Again, that is cbssports.com slash golf props. We'll have questions after every single round. So one more opportunity for the Travelers Championship Sunday to win that thousand bones. Terms and conditions apply. I've got a question that we can go through. This is for Sunday's round. And it's very simple, Kyle. All you have to do is tell me who is going to win the Travelers Championship. But there are options. And these guys are paired together. So you get both of them. You can either have the, the combination of Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson, or you can have the combination of Brendan Todd and Mackenzie Hughes, or you can have the combination of Brendan Steele and Kevin Streelman. That one didn't age as well. Or you can have, God bless you, Excuse the, me. the field. Who would you like? Uh, I think you're basically picking DJ or Todd, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Todd and Mackenzie Hughes is the right play there. I, I'm gonna pick DJ as my winner with absolutely no conviction, but I, I think I think you get Mackenzie Hughes thrown in there. What what is he four? Uh, where, where's he at? Four back, three back? Yeah. yeah, he's four back. So he's 14, and he's got Streelman, DJ, and Brendan Todd ahead of him. Yeah, I like Mackenzie Hughes and Brendan Todd. I think that's yeah. what I would go with. I think you, I think that is correct because you are either taking Dustin Johnson by him. It's basically Dustin Johnson by himself because at this point, Phil Mickelson is six shots off the lead. So Dustin Johnson versus Todd, who's already in the lead, and Mackenzie Hughes in case he snaps off and shoots another sixty. So yes, I believe that's the correct one to go with. But DJ could 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 ruin that for everybody. By the way, the, we're we're in this. Uh... And not to make light of of these guys because they're all great players, but we're this is definitely like the um, like the create a player championship, <laughs> right? It's like it's like the the like all these guys feel the same to me. Brendan Steele, Kevin Streelman, Brendan Todd, Troy Merritt holds the course or like shot the 
what did he didn't he shoot like a 60 here to win or something like yeah, that 60 61 something like that yeah. uh all these guys are like just the same guy to me the and guy I, that, the, the guy that you literally use as your generic player when we just like need a generic 100th ranked player for anything that we ever do is scott stallings he's in seventh like literally the guy the guy who's our inside joke of the most generic random guy on tour is in seventh place so yeah who is, is by the way who is yours i know we've talked about it uh um, Who's your go-to? I isn't forget. It, isn't it Steel? Don't you go to him? No, I don't think so. I no. go to um. I see he's I so he's so memorable. I can't remember who it is. I don't know. I have somebody, but I can't remember who it is. <laughs> what it's is not Steel? Send us yours, producer Jacob. I want to hear your your like uh, generic go-to player when you reference just the most average guy in the PGA Tour. This is that championship. It seems like all these guys are are playing great this week. Yeah. Now nah, this is gonna drive me crazy. I think I say Nick Keegan Taylor. Do I, no, I don't think it's Nick. Kyle Stanley in there. Yeah. Keegan. Producer Jacob says Keegan Bradley. <laughs> that might be his. Keegan's got a, Keegan's at least one. I feel like you got to get a guy that's like. Kevin Chappell's in there. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let's do our picks to win here. So uh, what you're looking at right now, if you're watching on YouTube, which by the way, we're on YouTube. The First Cut Podcast on YouTube. What up, YouTube? Check us out. You can see what we look like instead of just hear our voices. You're looking at the odds to win via William Hill. Brendan Todd, of course, the favorite, plus 175. Dustin Johnson, plus 225. Those are far and away uh, the betting favorites. Then you get Kevin Shrewman is 8-1. to one. Bryson DeChambeau, 9 to 1. A couple other guys. Rory, 66 to 1, if that's notable. Phil Mickelson, down to 40. Abe Answer, 33. That's not too bad. But uh, I think you're going with Dustin Johnson with, with little, little reason or little conviction. Yeah, no conviction at all. I mean, because we, we both know that 75 and 63 are in play. Uh, yep. what, is, what is Hovland at? He's 60 to 1. Yeah. So he's he, 7 back. Yeah, he's going mean, to need a day. He needs to shoot like a 60, right? He needs to shoot a 60, and he also needs Todd to shoot a 67 to get into a playoff. Yeah, and Rory has to shoot a 59. Why, why are those guys 60 and 66 to 1? Because it's free money for William Hill to take from us. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's the only reason. You could post Rory at 10,000 to 1. Like, I mean, I, I hope this. I hope this take does not age well. Rory's not winning the golf tournament. I can't okay. wait. He shoots a fifty-seven, <laughs> and you got to do that. By the way, producer Jacob. Yeah. Okay. We didn't even talk about this. Yeah. So we go on HQ on Saturday morning, and just, I mean, it was like a gorilla ambush out of nowhere of of old takes exposed with our Phil chatter from earlier this week. Which, by the way, Phil's not going to win the golf tournament. Thank you. Which, by the way, is going to turn out correct. <laughs> so we get ambushed. And with, okay, so look behind the curtain here. You know, they're in our ears telling us what's coming, right? Okay, we're going to show the scoreboard. We're going to do this. No sign of, oh, hey, guys, producer Jacob's going to throw you under the bus here in a second. Uh, and we're going to bring up that terrible take that you had about Phil that ended up to be a great take. So when we go on HQ tomorrow, Kyle Porter, I want to see, like, us – I, I, I want that take to come back so we can be like, look how right we were about Phil Mickelson. Well, what we need is, uh, remember the blue curtain they wheeled out there for the Tiger apology back in 2010? Yes. We need Jake, producer Jacob in front of that thing just delivering an apology. 
producer Jacob, come off a of mute and tell us what's going on. Look, I I was gonna got you last night. We did our round two recap pod. I played that for Rick. They did not contact me about HQ with that. That was uh, that was on them. I only shared it to Twitter. They saw it on Twitter. They took it from there. This feels crooked. I don't believe this at all. It's crooked. We we operate in crookeds around here. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see. Just know. Phil Mickelson's not going to win this golf tournament. We were absolutely correct about that, uh, which is also a really hot take that we picked one guy out of the field and said he's not going to win the golf tournament and it's going to come true. We're going to take a victory lap. That's a, that's a really fun – so I saw that uh, like no laying up sometimes plays that game around majors. If you have to pick – you have to pick like a top 15 guy that you think is not going to win, which oh, is almost more fun than picking the one that's going to win. It's so scary. That's so scary. <laughs> Um, I'm going to stick with Bryson, by the way, which, uh, I, I, okay. If your guys in the, t- if your pre event pick is in the top five on, on Saturday night, I feel bad changing it now. So yeah. the path to victory for Bryson is literally shoot like a 62 probably on Sunday, which would be great. And you mentioned it. He like, if him and Phil know that they might try to go out and shoot a 60 or a 61, but I, I, I don't love it. I think that. Probably Brendan Todd just wins this thing by shooting a 67 and we'll call him the player of the year on Sunday night, but I'll, I'll stick with Bryson here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I can't, I think Bryson's maybe the guy that I'm most excited to watch on Sunday just because it's going to be, it, it's the perfect distance back. He's five back. He's got a couple guys in front of him. He's just going to be just ripping at every flag. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. And yeah, I'm pumped for it. Before we go, how good is everyone going off between 7 and 9 a.m. on Saturday off two tees? Well, we were just talking about it before we came on. I think that, I mean, you can't, again, financial viability, <laughs> not great, but... Uh, we are every, not like the uh, CFO of the PGA no, Tour, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not go to us for, for budgeting takes. But for our... Yeah, and, and this is what everybody cares about is our personal comfort and like, you know, like the, how we live our lives and how much time we get. <laughs> uh it's amazing like i like because because then you get almost 24 hours before you're really like locked in again on sunday afternoon so i'm i'm all for it i thought it was i thought it was fantastic uh all right that's it we'll be back sunday after the travelers championship to break down everything i'm sure it's going to be crazy everything crazy we saw on sunday there's going to be like a 60 there's going to be something nuts that happens we'll talk all about it brendan todd might be your player of the year that is kyle porter you can follow him on twitter at kyle porter cbs that's producer jacob what up thanks producer jacob for all the ambush uh i'm rick gaiman at rick run good this is the first cut we'll catch you next time Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 